Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Learning Christians podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Tess. And today we wanted to talk a little bit about our experiences with church. Uh, not necessarily uh, the religion itself, but the, the church as a building, the church as a whole, uh, where people go on Sundays. So we just wanted to express some of our thoughts on it and opinions and some of the experiences that we've seen with it. You know, the worst part about going to a church is you don't know what church to start out in. And then when you get there, you've got that awkward, you're the new person, everybody's eyes on you kind of feeling. Yeah, we had no idea where to go when we started going to church. And it was complicated because, I mean, a lot of it, especially for someone like me, uh, you know, I, I didn't grow up in church, so I didn't really even know what denomination I was, let alone, you know, what church to go to. So uh, we know there's a lot of people out there that are the same way and don't know where to start. And, you know, we have figured out what our beliefs and thoughts are on it. And they may or may not, you know, agree with yours. And that's fine. Um, You know, we all have our own interpretations of everything. So, you know, that's one of the biggest things that we always say is, you know, you have to do what's right for you and what God is telling you to do. So just because we say it one way does not necessarily mean that's the only way. And we're not trying to be out there that way or like that. Well, I think a lot of it is everybody's got their own preference. You know, like my dad prefers the old Christian music and people to dress up in suits. And, you know, as a Christian, I believe that... It doesn't matter what you're dressed up like, and I don't believe it really matters what kind of songs. I think that's just a, you would prefer to listen to or sing along with certain genres of music like that. But, you know, I think that church is for everybody. And so I think judging anybody by clothes or appearance or food or... Anything like that, I think it kind of steps over a line for me that I... Yeah, I, I mean, I think you should be able to go to church. It's a place to worship. Uh, it is a place to, you know, praise God. And I think, um, I, I don't think it should matter what you're wearing or what sings songs you're singing or things like that, as long as you're doing it with meaning. Um, you know, like you said, your dad likes the, the older songs. You know, I like a lot of the older songs, but I do prefer some of the newer music. But that's me personally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still like a lot of the old ones, and there's nothing wrong with that. But um, some of the new ones are nice, too. But I, I don't think it really should matter what you wear, either. I don't think there should be a dress code, in my opinion. Um, I personally want to dress nicer when I go to church. You know, I'm not going to show up in my... Uh, uh, pajamas typically, but at the same time, you know, I think how each person feels comfortable uh, going in there, I think that that should be what it is. It's, it's about you being comfortable and it's your opportunity to worship God. Well, I remember the first time we went into a church as a couple mm-hmm. and we decided to do that shortly after we had our daughter. And so she was only a couple months old and we were doing that whole, uh, running in and out of a church with a crying baby every once in a while kind of situation. But I remember one of the times we went into this church and it was just a non-denominational Christian church. And one of the first times we walked in and sat down, the pastor came up and told us we were sitting in somebody else's usual seat. 
And I remember whenever, he, you know, he told us that we were both looking at each other like, awkward. And then it, where do we sit from there? Where do you go? Or do you, yeah. you never know if you're going to sit in somebody else's seat or, you know, somebody's going to be sitting behind you and you're normally in their seat. So they're glaring at you from, you know, behind. And and this was a fairly good sized church. I mean, it, it wasn't some mega church out there by any means, but it wasn't that little country uh uh, three pew country church either to where you know they could only fit five people it was a decent sized sanctuary and there was uh, i mean there, by the time it was done there was plenty of seating everywhere but yeah apparently that pew was um dedicated mm-hmm. or reserved no reserve signs or anything like that uh but was apparently uh an unspoken reservation for mm-hmm. a specific family and um, they were uh, apparently not real happy with it and the way they were giving us the looks and everything else. And that's when the, you know, the preacher came up and said that, uh, well, you know, it, it's just because that's their normal seat. You know, I, I don't, I'm not okay with that. I think we should be able to sit anywhere. No assigned seating. Yeah. And I mean, I, we do, I mean, when we go into a church, you know, that we were there regular, you know, we usually do try to sit in about the same spot. But if, if somebody is in that seat, then what in the world does that matter? You yeah, know, we just sit Pick somewhere. a different one. We're yeah. middle of the church kind of, kind of people. We sit not too close to the front, not too close to the back. Middle. Yeah, so, I mean, it it is a scary feeling for people to, especially if you're not used to church, or you're new to a specific church, or anything along those lines to where, you know, it's an uncomfortable feeling no matter what, when you walk in there and you don't know where to sit, you don't know where to go, you don't know who sits where, whatever. Uh, You know, I'm, I'm to the point now that I've decided, you know, if I were to walk into a church that I've never been into, I don't really care whose seat it is. I'm going to sit where I want, um, and I'm not going to worry about anybody else, but that's just my preference. Well, I did, you know, I think making anybody uncomfortable being new, I think, is a, not what church is supposed to be about. So I think, you know, I don't think they realized how uncomfortable it made us feel, but at the same time, I it did make us uncomfortable. So, yeah. And I think that's a lot of what kind of sometimes turns people away from going to church. Um, you know, I am a big believer and and Tess and I both think that, um, you know, church, your relationship with God is more important than any building that you go to. Um, you know, that building is a dedicated place to worship and everything that's involved with that. But as far as your relationship with God and Jesus Christ, that is, that's the important part. And so... You know, so, but at the same time, especially when you are new to finding your faith and all of that, it is a place that keeps you um, intact, I guess, and, and, and makes you more mindful of what's going on. You know, encourages you to read your Bible and all those kind of things. And that's what's important. So I think there's a lot of people that just stay away from religion altogether because they're, they're scared of it, or maybe because of what they've seen in a church. And, you know, they didn't like it once when they went and said they'll never do it again. So then they never opened the Bible or redid it or anything. And, I mean, that's the important part. That church is not necessarily. But see, that, that leads into a conversation about the whole idea of modernized church. You know, I think church is an awesome hobby. And I think it reaches out to people who have a curiosity. 
But I think people put a lot of stock in the church to do their worshiping for them. You know, going one day a week to a building, one day of worship, one day of prayer, you know, I don't think that that's what Christianity is meant to be. So I think that you become reliant on church as an idea, and then that becomes your religion. Yeah, I mean, church does not, going to church every Sunday does not get you into heaven. You know, that's not your golden ticket. Um, you know, accepting Jesus Christ and trying to follow God's word and God's ways, that's what gets you into heaven. Um, and that's where those promises are fulfilled. It's not necessarily going to that building, um, but I think in, you know, I guess modern times, you know, the days that we're in now, um, you know, a lot of these churches, I feel, are trying to uh, placate on what they think that people want to see and hear and do. New social norms. Yes, and, and you know, I don't think... Tess and I personally agree with a lot of the new uh, personal norms, and so that I mean modern that's, Christianity. You know, it's it, it's you can't modernize Christianity. I mean, the the principles in the Bible are not anything that need to be updated. I mean, love your neighbor, honor your father and mother. I mean, things like that. I mean, none of that needs to be clarified with a modern spin to it. Uh, the book says what the book says. Yeah, you don't have to manipulate the word to make it fit the people. You know, we should be manipulating ourselves to fit the word. Yeah. And, you know, if, if let's say the Bible in there somewhere said uh, you should never wear a purple shirt. And you've got a couple of several people of your congregation that love wearing purple to church. You know, the church doesn't just change its way and say, you know what? I know it says this in the Bible, but we're going to alter this a little bit and change a couple words around and say, it's okay to wear purple, you know, just so those people are happy and keep coming in. Now, I, I agree that we do need to find as many lost souls as we can, and I think that's what a lot of churches are trying to do, and, and, and they're successful in a lot mm -hmm. of ways, um, but as far as trying to, you know, change the word or change certain meetings or... Um, Trying to adapt it to modern day times, I, I feel is wrong. Yeah. And well, you can't save people if you turn them away. But the idea of saving them is following the biblical text. Yeah, and you, you can't save them by leading them to sin either. Right. So if you change some of that scripture that that is written and you, you make it that, okay, well, this bad thing's okay... Well, then they're going to believe that it's okay. They're going to keep doing it. But that doesn't change the fact that it's still not pleasing to God's mm -hmm. eyes. Yeah, it's pushing pushing them away from the Savior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that in all of our experiences with different churches, you know, we kind of have joked about being church surfers. And it's kind of trying to find the right, uh, I don't know, environment, aura, yeah, it's the it's the right balance Culture. of everything that we need, <laughs> yeah. I guess, and and it's 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 hard to find that, and I guess you know the the church that we, um, you know, if somebody said, well, where's your home church at? You know, we've got one that 
um, we say, oh, yeah, that, that church is, you know, yeah, we go there. Our, our church. Yeah, that's our church. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I almost feel bad saying that because I, we don't really, we, I, we don't really go. Um, well, we don't go every Sunday. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's not a habitual thing. We, we, we don't we go do, every We Sunday. do a lot of our Bible study, um, you know, prayers, communion, and that kind of stuff at home as a family or um, with other family, extended family members, because we feel like we get more in-depth information when we envelop ourselves in the words instead of going to the church service to have a paragraph read out loud. I kind of get more more information and I feel closer to God worshiping in my own way. Yeah, it's more of that, you know, like we talked last time about uh, studying versus reading. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more of a studying the word rather than just reading the word. And, you know, we are not anti-church no, people no, 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 no. by any means. So I, I don't want anybody to get that misunderstanding mm-hmm. with us. Um, but at the same time, you know, we've seen quite a few different churches and sometimes some of the things that are done within the church or said, you know, by the church as a or whole. Or even not done. You know, there, there's yeah. been, there have been some that I feel like they lack the meaning of going out into your community and helping the poor and the needy and the witnessing. And, I, you know, I, I feel like that's where I, I mentioned earlier becoming kind of dependent on church as an idea it does your worshiping for you and you know you you spend an hour in the building on once a week and you've met your quota yeah your track is just on repeat i Mm -hmm. mean you just know that okay well at at eight or nine o'clock ten o'clock well that's a lot of the services aren't starting until 10 10 30 11 o'clock Mm -hmm. now because there couldn't there wasn't enough people to get up early Mm -hmm. and go so you know that that's one of the weird little things that have changed but i mean it's just showing up every sunday Mm -hmm. isn't what it's about yeah so well, and, and we're really guilty about having the idea that we want in our you know, had to be this perfect image that we had in our head that the the church had to meet, and you know it didn't take us very long to realize that what we were missing was inside of us and not in the building. But you know, I mean, another another example of walking into a church. We walked into a new church, and they were so welcoming, and and they greeted us, and. You know, our daughter was just a little bitty baby, and I was a stay-at-home mom at the time with her, and the daycare Sunday school workers came up and mm-hmm. took her, and they said, well, we've got it. We've got a Sunday school. And I was like, no, no, that's okay. I think I'm going to keep her. It's our first time here, you know, I'd like to keep her. And they're like, oh, no, no, it's, it's great. It's great. You know, you can come and check it, you know, whenever we're done. You can After service, you can come up and check out the building, but we'll take her before service. And I turned to my husband and I was like, these people just walked away with my kid. <laughs> like, I from from the start, like sitting down in that service, all I could think about was somebody's got my kid and you, I've never even met them before. Uh, you guys out there listening, you also <clears throat> have to understand how um, mama bear uh, my wife is as well. So there, yeah, heli- there is a helicopter little bit of that. Mom, helicopter Definitely mom. a helicopter mom. But yes, I mean, they did just come out and it, it was more of a, you know, kids aren't allowed in... The sanctuary. The service, yeah. So, you know, they had to go. And it was not really an asking thing. It's, I mean, which obviously, you know, we didn't think they were kidnapping our kid and running away with them or anything. But there is a fear 
But you, that, don't, you don't want to cause a scene. Yeah, it's like all we wanted to do is say, no, that's okay. She's normally pretty quiet. We'll keep her with us and all that kind of stuff. Which, I mean, we were blessed with, you know, um, our daughter actually, you know, as a baby. Usually you could keep her pretty content. I mean, when she was like newborn, whatever, um, she did. I mean, there were some issues and there was <laughs> a lot of crying and all that. So much crying. But, you know, after she got a little bit older and, and more of a, a toddler, you know, she was pretty easy to entertain, mm-hmm. you know, in public and stuff like that. So we didn't have much of an issue with that. So we weren't worried about it. I mean, maybe that's what they were worried about is, you know, she was going to be too loud. But either way, I just felt like it was one of those things that, you know what, if we want to keep her with us, I think we should be okay to do that mm-hmm. uh, instead of, you know, you have to. Yeah, I mean, and it, right off the bat, it just kind of puts you in a, you know, I'm not comfortable. You know, I, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not comfortable here. And we walked out of that building and I said, nope, next, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then, well, then our next time we went to a different denominational church. And the pastor there was extremely passionate. Yeah, um, was... I'm going to say passionate. Yeah, he was a nice guy. He was really enthusiastic. Really nice guy. Nice family. Nice family. Um, they were really awesome. They were on fire for the Lord. Um, but one of the things that kind of made us a, a smidge uncomfortable with that one was he had a tendency to cry well, there, at, at every sermon. <laughs> there was a lot of theatrics put into yeah. things. And... I understand that you're trying to get people um, involved and, you know, show your passion, show your uh, conviction. And, and you can be moved to tears yourself. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, 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 get, I get that. But every Sunday service was very emotionally charged. Mm-hmm. And it, it became... But that, that was part of the down downside is it, it wasn't an extremely, like, emotionally charged sermon. Sermon, yeah. It was... No, nobody else was, was tearing no, up. Nobody no, no. Because, I, I mean, if it was, like, something great and everybody's like, oh, my God, this, this is so touched, profound. Yeah. And it's... Uh, that's, that's not what it was by any means. And... But it was, you know, it always ended with, like, the... <laughs> Yeah, crying, and it, mm-hmm. there was a mm-hmm. lot of theatrics to it. Mm-hmm. And um, I know he meant well, and, and uh, he meant good. And, and that, that but... is probably really awesome for some people. I mean, to each his own. To us, we were just like, okay. You know, I mean, yeah. it, was, it was just very yeah. and actually, not us. You know, that one would have been a, 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 a cool old church. I mean, the building itself was this neat old church, and mm-hmm. but they were down to like, Five members, I don't know, six members. It wasn't very many. Yeah, they were they were um, trying really hard to um, generate ideas to save the church. Yeah, so and we even got it really into the idea that you know we started going to the church because maybe this was God's plan for us to be part of this resurrection of this church. Yeah, so we we kept coming and we got involved with all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, I even wore a hot dog suit one time. Yeah, a hot dog suit. It was really um, awesome. Yeah, I, G- we, we better explain dogs. a little bit there. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, uh, the church no, didn't. No, I think just leave it there. Just, just leave it there. Just cut it off. As I've randomly <laughs> put a hot dog suit on. 
Uh, yeah, tune in next time and, and to understand the hot dog story. No, the church had like an open house kind of thing uh, for the community around it. And they were giving away, you know, soda and hot dogs and, mm-hmm. you know, come hang out and talk with us for a little bit. So, yeah, I stood out on the highway with a sign wearing a giant hot dog in a bun suit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yelling form at cars. Fitting. Very, yeah, very It was very yeah. form fitting. Um, I think it was made for a toddler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you know, we got some people to come eat hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah, we, we just got to a point where um, the, that pastor also was trying to fit in kind of as a rebel pastor, um, not to the whole congregation. It was basically to us because we were one of the youngest members of the five that were still going to the church. And there was just a couple things that made us just uh, a smidge uncomfortable about how he was trying to modernize certain things from the scripture that we just felt like. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably shouldn't be telling lost lambs that it's okay to do A, B, and C, even though yeah. the Bible says it's not okay to do A, B, and C. So it was like, okay, well, maybe we need to kind of keep keep this motor going and find a different... Yeah, if the pastor asks you mm-hmm. if you've seen the latest Deadpool movie, um, you know... Which, I mean, we watch rated R movies. That, oh, that's oh yeah, I don't have any necessarily. But, I, I mean, usually that's not like my pastor would ask me that question, yeah. you know. Yeah. We need somebody who's going to help and us stick to a straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and <laughs> Not, yeah. not so, go down the we, rabbit hole you know, of rated R we movies. We don't like the kids to see those kind of movies, but they've been waiting to see this one. So, mm-hmm. you know, we let them watch it. It's like, oh, okay. Oh. Oh. And so, you know, there's just, just weird little things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all of these are... Just things that we've seen, and I, I think there's probably, we'll probably have another podcast or another episode about, um, you know, our, our real feelings, I guess, on the church itself and, you know, modern church, because I, I would like to go in pretty good depth with that. Um, but, you know, we, we've, we've seen some weird experiences um, going, you know, church uh-huh. surfing, <laughs> going from church to church. But Well, and we, we've had very good, you know... Well, one church we were at for five years, you know, and, and it was one of those churches where the, the pastor stood up and, you know, he'd stand up on the, by the pulpit and, you know, I mean, he'd have his Bible in his hand oh, and yeah, I mean, that... he would raise his voice and call you to action and we felt really moved. I mean, oh, we yeah. were really moved by the, the fire and brimstone passionate speeches he gave and we're like, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's really talking to us because you know we really fail in that area and we really need to do more. And yeah, there there was there was enough love in the sermon, but there was enough fire and brimstone as well. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I I don't know if that's the right way to put that, but um, there there was a lot there. And actually, that is um, which you know we we do credit that pastor quite often. That yeah, he's actually the one that baptized us. Yeah, so. I mean he he's the one that really got us um, moving and yeah. you know set us on fire and ready to go and and get things done. So, mm-hmm. and, but even that church, you know, where there were things that um, we struggled with as new Christians. Yeah, and there was things that we wanted to see differently, and you know, in a lot of ways, it was just it was time to move on. It was. Well, it, it came down to we really wanted to be out there getting our hands dirty and, you know, somebody to give us direction on where to go and how to do volunteer work or witnessing because we were, you know, five years in, you're still 
new. I mean, I know that sounds like it's not really new. And before that, we had had experiences before with Christianity. But it, you're still new. You could be new for years and years and years and years as a Christian. There is no, I don't know, uh, intermediate Well, you're or constantly growing. Level. You're constantly yes. learning. And, you know, there was a lot of that because we did, uh, we, we required more direction, I guess. And, you know, yeah, we uh, felt, uh, we felt like it had to be on somebody else to guide us. Yeah. And now we know that that is probably not yeah, right. That, it, that it, we should, we should guide ourselves. It's up to us. It's not for yeah. somebody. And we weren't looking for somebody to tell us what to do or how to do it. It was just, uh, you know, my first idea was, you know, kind of along, along the lines of like, hey, let's just go to door to door and, you know, like talk to people. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah. oh, you probably don't want to do that. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, tell me what else to do. I want to like stop cars in the highway. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. have you met Jesus, your Lord and mm-hmm. Savior today? You know, I'm, I'm that crazy guy out there yelling. And, you know, it's like, you know, give us some avenues to go down. Mm-hmm. You know, what what does the church do to get out there in the public? What does the church do to help the needy? What does the church do to do this and do that and everything? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we, we, don't, we don't, we come to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really do much. And it's like, but that's not what the word tells us to do. The word tells us to go out there and find those people. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's not to help... Um, n- not necessarily to just keep going after that same little old lady that shows up every Sunday for the past 75 years. Mm-hmm. It, it is to go out and find the new ones that are lost. Yeah. The ones that, that are seeking something that they don't know what it is yet. I mean, that's what Jesus did. That Jesus is what Jesus went did. and found the lost. And yeah. I mean, there there is even the parable about the lost sheep. In the New Testament, mm-hmm. you know, he, the shepherd leaves the 99 for the one. And I mean, because that one is just as important as the 99 whole. So it's, yeah. you know, for us, it felt like we needed to go out and do stuff in the community and, and be part of that. And we thought that that's kind of what the church did, took up arms and, and went out into the community and, and did this. and. Yeah. You know, we had several suggestions and ideas, and, you know, it, it was one of those churches that they even struggled finding Sunday school teachers because nobody wanted to leave the service to, to go and do anything different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they lost a lot of young couples and young families because, you know, they really felt like there wasn't a place for their children. And, you know, we really didn't go and do anything additional Mm-hmm. And we felt like we, I guess, needed to find a place that matched our energy. Yeah. It's, and I, I think that's what the important thing is, is find something that matches your energy. That's mm-hmm. a really good way to put that. Because um, we all have different ideas and and different ways that we want to project ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, we do have to find a place that is... Mm-hmm good for us you know if you are going to be at church every sunday it needs to be a place that you match with um and that's where like i said i i would definitely like to maybe the next episode i would like to have um a little more in depth on what we feel about church um or how we we view modern church but um you know 
there's a lot of people out there that I think are probably struggling with the same ideas Mm -hmm. that we have. And so that's why we want to try to be able to share those with Mm -hmm. everyone. And sometimes you just have to work through some awkwardness or even the ideas you have stamped in your head that it should be this way. Because you're talking about a group of imperfect people coming together to run you know, a a building and a service and everything that goes behind, you know, basically a business to offer these church services and to do everything else that those churches do, but it's all made up of imperfect people. So nothing is ever going to be perfect. So when you get into church and you say, oh, well, this person acts like this, or, you know, that person didn't smile at you or, Mm-hmm. You know, everybody around you greeted everybody else but you. You know, you're kind of looking at it through a lens of this experience should be perfect. And it's not it going to be. be. It won't ever yeah. be perfect. It won't ever be exactly what you have in your head. You have to find somewhere where it makes you feel comfortable in your heart. Yeah. I mean, if you're out there looking for a new church, don't be afraid of church people. Mm-hmm. Church people are just people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just just like you and I and everyone else out there. We're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all have our imperfections, um, and none of us do it right. Mm-hmm. And break through the awkwardness. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it it it's never a comfortable feeling walking into a new building where you're a stranger and you're going in there for a purpose. So just don't ever forget that. Work through the awkwardness. Show your purpose. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is there for the same end goal. Yeah, we we all play the same game, and <laughs> we're all looking to, um, you know, get to the same place at the end, and that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for our new episode, and I hope you guys will join us again for the next episode. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to be able to sit back and just talk a little bit, and hope you. You share uh, what you hear and share the podcast with people so we can get it out there. Uh, Make sure you download it as often as you can. uh, Put it out there so we can see as many people as we can. And bear with us. We're new at this. We are new at this. We are not professional podcasters Mm -hmm. yet. Um, So just we are imperfect. Thank you and God bless.